0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. And yeah, I encourage you to join with me in the Word this evening. I, I was so excited when I was studying this morning. I dropped the kids off from school this morning, went home, and uh, got back in my, my routine. And I just, I'm, I'm a student of the Word. I love the Word of God. Um, how many Word lovers are here tonight? You love the Word of God. Amen. I love it more than Reader's Digest. Uh, I love it more than any type of advertisement on Facebook. I love the Word of God. And it is life to me. But the Lord began to speak to me. um, You know, I've got all the time got something in my spirit. And this past weekend, I feel like I just preached my whole heart and felt like, Lord, you know, it's almost like when God gives you revelation. And then you say, can anything else come? But it's just like the dunamis power of God. You know, the same power that Jesus told his disciples that they would be baptized in. And and after they received the Holy Ghost, he said you'd be baptized with power. And uh, he was in reference saying to us that when you lay hands on the sick, there'll be enough power by the time you've laid hands on one person, there'll be enough power reproduced again in your life to lay hands on another. That's the dunamis power of God, the power that is inherent so that when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, somebody smile at me. When you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, that he said in my name you should do these things. And we understand that it's different than a dynamite power. It's a dynamo power. Dynamite has one big explosion and it's done. Like some church people I grew up with. You ain't seen them, for, you haven't seen them since the last chicken dinner. But then they come and they have a big explosion to shout the house down. You'll see them six months again. You know what I'm saying? Dynamite. They they live in dynamite experience. They have a big explosion. (laughs) But they don't know how to maintain that throughout the week. They'll shout on Sunday and cuss on Monday. (laughs) Are you here? And I grew up in that environment. I grew up in that environment where the Holy Ghost would come, power of God would shake the house, people would be running tops of pews, crawling in the floor. Just, I mean, just all kind, the power of God manifesting on people and people expressing their worship and praise. And then on Monday, be depressed, ready to quit, needing an appointment with the pastor. Dynamo is different than dynamite, and that's the inherent power he said you would have. Dynamo power has the power like to reproduce itself. So when I get a little low, I'm filled again. Mm. There's an unction. The power of God rekindles in me. Amen. And so when the word of God is in your heart and in your life, it begins to change the way you live. And you can live on Sunday and have the same victory on Tuesday. (laughs) You can still be on your way to heaven on Friday. So tonight, if the Lord help me, I want to speak on the outworking of the internal. And I want to reference tonight several passages. So I may teach a little bit, may preach a little bit. But I love it when we come together to digest the Word of God. Now, the Bible said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So if it is the mouth of God, then it is the rhema Word of God. The God-breathed Word. When God said something, and every time He opened His mouth, something happened. Rama word. By the time we get this word, this written word, the Logos, the Logos word, the written word, that when we read this written word out loud and it comes out of our mouth, it passes back to our ear gate, comes right back in, and we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we receive the word. And we are changed by the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I love the word of the Lord. It excites me. I love what it does from my heart. When I'm discouraged, it lifts me up. When I'm weary, it gives me strength. I love what it does for my life, and I know many of you do the same. I love how it strengthens me, how it helps me, how it brings me to a different posture and a different persuasion of thinking. Tonight, I want to speak about the outworking of the internal and focus on the opportunities that are before us. Everybody say the outworking of the internal. So what that really means is, whatever's in you is going to manifest out of you. It's an inward work that produces an outward manifestation. How many could look over your life now and remember how you used to be? Come on, somebody. Look at somebody and say, I remember you. You was a hellion. You you was all messed up. Are you with me? But it was the inward work in you that produced an outward manifestation. And now even your dogs and cats aren't afraid of you. Because you have the Holy Ghost, or you have Jesus, and you have the blood washed into your life to cleanse you from all your sins. Amen. And so the outworking of the internal pushes me to a place where I can then focus on my opportunities. So I have to go through this process where I understand the outworking. There's an internalness of God in me that God does a work in me so he can do a work through me. And remember we talked about that you can have all nine spiritual gifts that Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians operating in your life. And bless God for you. But if you don't have Galatians 5, and 23, which is the nine gifts or the nine fruit of the Spirit, then you can be gifted, but nobody will receive your gift because your gift is not palatable. What does that mean? Palatable in the sense that not tasty. Palatable in the sense that uh, you're bitter. Have you ever been into some bitter fruit? My sister and I, uh, I used to tease my sister. She's a year older than me, and I used to pick on her. I was really had the gift of pestering. And I mean, it was a spiritual gift called pestering. And we had a crab apple tree that blossomed every year in our backyard, and we lived in the city. So there aren't many trees you can pick from. But this tree, it would produce these small little crab apples and I would go out and grab some and slice them up and peel them and mix them in with Golden Delicious apples. And I would offer crab apples to my sister and say, would you like some Golden Delicious? She would take a bite of it and go like this because it was so bitter. And I'm going to tell you that if you've been a Christian for any length of time in your life, there's going to have to be a time that you Switch from being crab apple to golden delicious. Now, don't look it over anybody that's been crabby, but how many know that your gift can be wonderful, but it has to be received? You can be the most gifted person, but if nobody can stand you, <laughs> God has to do a work in me to do a work through me. So, when that work is established in me, now I'm ready for the opportunity. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, and this is the first passage I want to run with, out of chapter 3, verse 20. And I love what Paul says in Ephesus. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in who? In us. Paul said, God is about to do something exceeding and abundantly above all that you have ever thought of all that you could ask of, everything that you could even think of. God said, I'm going to do exceeding and abundantly above all of that, but it is according to. According to what? According to the power that worketh in us. So I wanted to, in my prayer, and I mean, I was really just seeking God this morning and saying, God, what is it that you were wanting me to say? I didn't wait just a Wednesday to study, but there are sometimes it's like I need a clear, I have to get on the runway to hear the clearness of God And he began to speak to me about this house and about myself and about many of you and some of you that are watching tonight, that whatever you've been imagining, I heard the Lord say, it's too small. Whatever you've been imagining, it is too small compared to what God has opened up for you. It is massive. It's too small. He said it's not small. It's massive. It's huge. It's beyond your human comprehension. And this is what Ephesians 3 and 20 means to me when God says that he would do exceeding abundantly above all. That I have even asked of him. That I've even thought of him. Because he's recognizing not my thoughts or my questions. He's looking at the power that he already invested in me. Behold, I give unto you power. And God wants me to operate in another dimension. So we cannot think in natural terms. We must think in spiritual dimension terms. And what he said is what I'm about to do in your life is huge. It is massive, and it is beyond your understanding. Can I get an amen from somebody? You can't measure it with a stick. You can't measure it with a yardstick. You can't even measure it with uh, with the programs on your computer. It is simply God saying I'm about to release to you an opportunity in in your life. And in my prayer time, I heard the Lord say this. This is about a space and time that I have created for you to step into something. God said, I made a space and I created a time where you would be able to walk into your future, walk into your opportunity, walk into your blessing. It will be a higher expression of what I've equipped you with. Hallelujah. You will express yourself in ways that you have never even dreamed that God could use you in. It will be the outworking of an internal. Whatever God was doing in you, it's suddenly going to manifest. It's going to manifest on your job. It's going to manifest in your company. It's going to manifest in the business you run. It's going to manifest in your marriage. God said, I'm going to do an outward work that manifests from the inward power I put inside of you. You haven't yet seen what I'm going to do in your life. God wants to do an outworking of your internal. So what does that mean? I ask God, what does it mean? What does an outworking of the internal mean? And I heard the Spirit say this, when what has been shut up in your bowels is now ready to burst forth. Now, when you, you don't hear a lot of people preaching about bowels. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Now, there are Where we are moved out of the bowels of our compassion, the scripture talks about. Where you have mercy on people and you have a heart to help somebody. And I think this is what the Lord was teaching us when he cried over Jerusalem and he wept over Jerusalem. That he was moved out of something. And so you don't hear a lot of preaching or teaching just necessarily turn to the book of bowels. I mean there's just not a lot of preaching on that. But I heard the Lord saying that what has been shut up in your bowels is ready to burst forth. And I then asked God, what does that mean? And where where is this coming from? And immediately he took me to John 7:38, where the Bible said this, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his bowels, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. And what the Holy Ghost said to me was what has been tied up in your belly that is deep within you is now ready to flow. We are in a post-COVID situation. Now hear what I'm saying. I know the numbers are up. I know there's a lot of frenzy going on, but can I just preach to you about your future and tell you that soon and very soon, some of this stuff is going to be behind us and what God is positioning us for is don't get caught up in the now and miss your next. God has an opportunity for somebody but he wants you to know it's already in you. You don't have to go and search for it. You don't have to download it. You don't have to buy it on the line. God has already invested it in you. It is in your mouth. And I heard God say, it's tied up in your belly and it is now ready to flow. Look at your neighbor and say, let it flow. So I heard the word opportunity. And I studied the word opportunity and I started digging and I looked at the origins of it and it is the word opportune. Opportune It comes from two different types. You have two Latin translations inside the word opportune. And so the first one, in Latin, it is ob, and that means in the direction of. So if you have an opportunity, you're moving in a certain direction. And the half of that means, or the portus, if you look at the Latin, it means harbor. Harbor. And I said, God, show me what you mean. And opportunity coming from the root of opportune means that you are describing the wind driving towards the harbor. In other words, it's seasonable. I need somebody to write that word down, seasonable. Because when God says, I am releasing to you an opportune, an opportunity, because what's tied in your belly is about to flow. He said, I'm moving the wind of my spirit towards the harbor. My God, I'm moving you into a direction that is seasonable. When God sets before you an opportunity, it's the wind of the Holy Ghost. It's the wind of his divine spirit that is driving. You in the direction of your season. God is moving you into an opportune. High five somebody and say this is my opportunity. God is setting before me something big. God is setting before me a huge mammoth display of his power in my life. And it's going to be more than I could ever hope for, more than I could ever ask for. And it's going to move me in a way that it affects the way that I function. So when I understand that God has an opportunity for me, oh, let me preach in here. Everything I went through as a child, everything I had to survive in my teenage years, it was God positioning me. It was God moving me. It was God driving me with the wind to the harbor of my season. God was pushing me. I'm preaching to somebody. When I laid on my bed and wondered why do my school friends pick on me so much? When I had to worry about why I didn't fit in with certain people, when I had to deal with rejection, when I had to deal with betrayal, when I had to deal with my own self, I yet know that God put a work in me so he could get me to my harbor. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Everything you've gone through, everything you've endured in your life, you may not have understood it, but look back over your shoulder and realize God used it to to shift me into my direction. And now as a parent and a grandparent I'm about to take my children by the hand and say let's run to our opportunity our grandparents gave us an anointing they carried it in them and now we are going to take it with our children too God is moving you into your opportune this is what the Lord said and I want you to write this down this is the season that you should be expecting opportunities. Tell, tell someone out loud, look, look out for the opportunities. Don't watch the clock. Don't watch the calendar. God told me to tell you, don't worry about the seasons. I, I heard from him this morning. Don't worry about what comes in the mail. Don't worry about what people say. God is setting before you a large opportunity. And if you perceive it, here we go, if you will perceive it as a large opportunity, you can walk into it and manage it and the wells of blessing and the waters of joy and deliverance are going to flow in your direction. Because if you can perceive that God is taking you into a large opportunity. And you can understand it's beyond your ability to even think about it. God said you won't have to watch the calendar. You won't have to watch the mail. You won't have to look at the clock. You don't have to go to the mailbox and wonder is it coming? Because God said I'm going to move you into a place where the wells of blessing, hallelujah, and the waters of joy and the waters of deliverance are going to carry you in its current. I'm preaching to somebody today who's been depressed waiting on the mail, been depressed waiting on people, been depressed because someone made you a promise and it never came to true. But God is not a man that he should lie. And if God said it, it will come to pass in your life. If God spoke it out of his mouth, it will come to pass and it's going to start in you. It's coming out of your belly. It's coming out of your spirit. It's coming out of your creativity somebody say yes it's for me it's for my house it's for my family and that's why the enemy is working so hard to keep you distracted to keep you discouraged to keep you discombobulated stressed out because this large place isn't going to start in a large place It's going to start in a small place, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, despise not the day of small beginnings. God starts us in small places to bring us into larger expansion. And then God took me to Genesis 26. I want you to open your Bible there. In fact, it was verse 22 that had become a theme for us two years ago in our church, and we used the word room. How many remember that? You better be remembering it because we're saying it all the time, that God has made room for me. Oh, and I know he has. And I looked at what God was speaking to me that he went from small to large. Don't worry about the season. Now, and I'm telling you, There's a seasonable harbor God is moving you to. But don't worry about the season. (laughs) Let the wind take you. (laughs) The Spirit of God, my God, will take you into your opportunity. And the Lord said to me, Genesis chapter 26, where he talked about room. And I, I have not been able to let that go two years now. I have not been able to get it out of me. Every card I sign lately, I put hashtag room, Genesis 26, 22. Anybody receive it? Hashtag room. Somebody say hashtag room. <laughs> what I'm trying to get you to understand, it's been in me so ingrained that Isaac dug, had to dig wells to get to that place. Mm. God said, dig out your old wells. This is what I heard him saying when he was referencing that he would take us into the port of opportunity that the wind of his spirit would lead us into the harbor and it would be in a great place. I hear this for Bethel. I hear this for your house. And if you're in this house and under the covering of this house, this word is for you. I, I believe that God is taking us into a large place that is full of room. God told us while we are doing that and we are moving towards our opportune, he said your requirement and mine is to dig out the wells, the old wells. Go to the places that have been been jammed up. Go to the places that have been closed down. Go to the places in your life that there's been no flow, that there's been dry. Oh, you're the driest Christian that ever licked a spoon. Can I tell you that God is saying, go to the place that is dry. Go to the place that is hard and closed off, and God says, start digging them out. Start pulling all that junk out. Dig out the things that you've had on the back burner. I heard the Lord say, dig out the things that you thought you didn't have the resources to do. <laughs> God said, dig it out because out of the small place will come a big thing. God said, I'll set you up small so you can enlarge in your harbor. This is how you will know it is the moving of the Holy Ghost in your life because there will not be a lot of thunder, there will not be a lot of lightning, there will not be a lot of fanfare God said there will not be a lot of social media blitzing, there will not be a lot of people that are even aware of what God is doing it will look like a small cloud but God said even if it's a small cloud it will produce a big rain, I'll send my spirit to it, it's going to be small stuff like the two fish and the five loaves, God said I'm going to work on that level, it'll start small, but it erupts into something big. I'm prophesying to somebody in this house. It may be small, but it will be big. Don't despise small beginnings. What is significant to you is that in spite of all the things that you've been through and all the things that you failed to do, and all the things that were done to you in spite of all the people who tried to cancel you. My God, God extended to you and sent his angels to you to escort you and he's about to establish you in a large place. I may only be preaching to one person tonight but I'm preaching the truth. God said I'm taking you into a large place. And I leaned into this when God was speaking this into my spirit and when he spoke it to me and I groaned for it and I cried for it and I yearned for it and I labored for it. And I'd like to have died over it when I thought about everything that I've gone through just to be standing here on my own two feet. But what God has put down in me is so big that if I told the staff of this church and if I told everybody here, uh, we would say there's no way that God can do it. But I hear God saying, I'm giving you opportunity. I am pushing you into the harbor of a season and you won't have to watch for it. It will take you there. And when you get there, you're going to be free from the uh, conditions of other people's opinion of you. You will be free from all of the mess people put you through. Because what I put down in you is so big that if you will dig it out. That if you will mine it out. That if you will get a hold of it, it will bring a huge blessing to your family. It will bring a huge blessing to your children. I'm talking about a generational blessing. You've got to... Dig for it. You got to dig it out. You got to unstop the wells that have been blocking your blessing in your life. And if nobody's got enough nerve to tell you, I've got enough nerve to tell you, get off the couch, get to church, labor for God. You ain't never going to get your victory milly-mouthing and mumbling and grumbling and biting your lower lip and sitting at home eating a bag of Doritos watching online. Don't get mad at me if you're watching online. Somebody just got offended. I felt it. Isaac had to dig his father's wells out. There's something you got to do. Quit waiting on everybody else give you a prophecy. If you want a prophecy, go down to Perkins House of Pancakes and Prophecy. And let them all after church lay hands on you and let you lose three dress sizes in the floor of that restaurant. Oh, I hear there's a prophecy going on over here. And we run over here to get a prophecy. Just plant yourself. Get grounded. Get grounded. (laughs) Let me stay with my message. you got to dig out what's holding you back. And you know, most people can see it but us. Everything that has been shutting you down, standing in your way, I came tonight to issue to you an emancipation, a proclamation, and tell you that it is broken off of you. I come to declare tonight, restrictions are broken. I come to declare limitation is broken. I come to declare intimidation is broken. I come to declare fear is broken. I come to declare the curse from your childhood is broken. I come to declare the negative voices are broken. The things that you said you can't do. The things that they said you can't have. The things that you said you can never achieve. God said, this is your emancipation. This is your proclamation. It's broken off of you. I'm about to lead you into a large place. This is my opportune season. Tell three people, this is my opportune season. 2021 was undistinguishable. 2020 was undistinguishable. But I hear God say, I'm now going to surprise your enemy. I will surprise your enemy.
1: I hear the Lord say,
0: I will laugh at your enemy. (laughs) So I came on a Wednesday night to tell you this is still your year. We're halfway through it. But if you'll lean into it, run with all you have. Run into it. Run into your opportunity. You may be seated tonight. This is what the Lord said to me that the opportunity he put before you, hell is intimidated by it. <laughs> you wonder why you're fought, as the southern saints would say, tooth and toenail. <laughs> you're fought because hell's intimidated by the object. I don't know who I'm talking to, but after a long season of not enough, after a season of frustration, after a season of intimidation, every time you dig out something, then something was shut down again. And something would go haywire again. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 26 that Isaac dug the first well and he couldn't get a blessing out of it. He dug and he couldn't get a blessing out but he kept on digging. Tell somebody keep on digging. He kept on digging. And some of the things that you tried to do they ended in failure. The Lord said that the enemy even mocked you and said look at you and your crazy self. And they said if God had really been in it it would have worked. But the Lord told me to tell you and remind you that the devil is a liar keep on digging, keep on digging, blessing is coming after he dug the first well he couldn't get blessing out of it so he kept on digging and he dug the second well and when he dug the second well out of Genesis 26 he finally got a little water coming out of it, oh but then here come the Philistines, they came out and said that well belongs to us, I know we didn't dig it out, I know we weren't the ones that broke our backs trying to shovel it out, but we're going to claim this for us we're going to get it and it's going to be I It belongs to us, and he could have thrown his hands up and said, I am done with church. I am done with church people. I wish I could preach tonight. I'm done with religious establishments. I'm done with all these cuckoo saints. I give up. I give up. I walk away, and I'm through it, but that's not what Isaac did. He kept on digging. He dug. He dug, and the reason the Lord wanted you to be here on a Wednesday night is after all the hell you've been through all the setbacks you've had the devil don't like it but he can't stop you from digging dig say dig every time you grabbed a shovel and dug it out you were telling the devil you can't have my blessing tell somebody this is still my year I know we're halfway through the year, but this is still my year. I feel like this should be like a New Year's Eve service or something. The third well was the ticket. When he dug the third well, Isaac said, Now the Lord has made room for us and put me in a large place. Everybody say room. God is going to make room for you and restore you as you are driven into your opportunity. Here's what I want you to say out loud. Say, welcome to your large place. Welcome to your new opportunity. Welcome to your new destiny. So when someone calls you this week after this message tonight, or you go home and you hear, Here's what you say to them Welcome to your large place. When they say, What does that mean? Welcome to your new opportunity. You're making men mad now because I don't know what you've done. Welcome to your destiny. You just open your mouth and begin to praise God. And when you open your mouth and begin to praise God, you confuse the enemy who has tried everything he had to keep you discouraged. Some of you didn't even want to come tonight. I don't. You don't even remember driving here, but you are here. And since you're here, you might as well go ahead and give God a little bit of praise and a little bit of glory because he's been good to you after all the struggle, after all the attack, after all of that, I'm running into my opportunity. I've come for it. God's set it before me come on stand to your feet tonight and give God glory and praise in this house tonight there is an opportunity for you an opportunity that God is driving me into the direction of the harbor of my season Here's what God told me to tell you. I wish I could unpack all of this, but he told me to tell you this in closing. Unclutter your will. Unclutter your will. Unclutter your mind. This is where the battle is. Unclutter your spirit. Unclutter your life. If your car... Is dirty and trash piled, and you got McDonald's bags all the way to the back headrest of your vehicle, you need to unclutter your life. Don't look at nobody, but how many know somebody? Don't moan. You need to unclutter your life because it's an indication of the clutter within. Holy Ghost. Unclutter your life. I heard the Lord say, unclutter your will. You have lost sleep. You have to take every pill just to try to get get rest, and you still can't sleep. The Lord said he wants to unclutter those things from your spirit, where you're tossing and turning, and you don't even know why. God said, I'm trying to push you into your opportunity. I'm trying to do an outworking of what's in you internally. I'm trying to recycle some things, to cleanse some things out. I want to push you into your opportunity. And I heard the Lord say, unclutter your well. Get rid of this junk, the things that have cluttered you up. Now, I know there's some things that you have thrown down into the well and didn't mean to. But it stopped the flow. Of God's blessing. You got wounded. You threw it into the well. You have a church hurt. You threw it into the world. You've gone through a, a divorce. You never envisioned this for your life. And you threw it into the well. People made you angry. They said things about you that weren't untrue. And you couldn't even get an apology for it. You've thrown it into the well. And it's stopping the blessing from being sweet in your life. Unforgiveness will stop your well. Bitterness will stop your well. Anger will stop your well. There's a lot of things. Family feuds that have lingered for years has stopped the blessing in your life hear the Lord say, to unclutter the well. Just bow your head for a moment. I don't know who's here. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who's watching this, needing to hear this, but there are some things that you threw down into the well, and it has stopped the flow. But the Bible said that Isaac uncluttered the well. He dug the well of his forefather out. He dug the well of his daddy out. And it uncluttered and freed and it flowed and the water began to flow and I'm telling you that when you get your blessing back into your life you're gonna get your dad's blessing you're gonna get your granddaddy's blessing you're gonna get your great-grandma's blessing because God wants it to be a general blessing a, a generational blessing God wants you to walk into a bigger expression of who you are and he wants to release this into your life do not waste your opportunity tonight as they begin to lift their voice and sing this song. These altars are open for every child of God, for every Christian, for every sinner. It don't matter who it is. It don't matter if you are here tonight and you say, Lord, I'm unlocking the wells. I'm cleaning out the clutter going forward. This is my year. This is the year for my marriage. This is the year for my children. This is the year for my ministry. This is the year for my whole family. I want you to come up in this altar and I just want you to throw your hands up to heaven. Don't you worry about who's looking up because we're all here tonight to unclutter the well, to unpack the well. God, I'm here tonight surrender to you Carry up my life, unclutter this whale, well, unpack this thing for my life, bring me into victory. Come on as they sing. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center.